The Buddha said many times in the teachings that right view, samaditi, comes first. Just like the uh, the lightening of the sky in the in the morning is the forerunner of the the rising of the sun, the coming of the day, so too, right view is the forerunner of all wholesome states. At the beginning of this three month retreat period, this is worthy of our attention, our, our effort, to establish the heart, the jitta, in right view, right attitude, attitude that is skillful, most beneficial. When the Buddha defines that quality of samaditi, often it's cast in the form of seeing in terms of the Four Noble Truths, seeing things in terms of dukkha and the, the ending of dukkha. Another way uh, I like to regard it is that uh, essentially taking refuge in the Triple Gem is similarly the establishment of right view, right attitude, that way of seeing, that the, the way that the heart holds its field of experience. A genuine taking of refuge in Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha is, I would say, equivalent identical to the establishment of right view. It's a different way of relating to it, considering it. And when we take refuge in the Buddha, the external aspect is paying our, our respects, uh, referring to the great teacher, uh, Gautama Buddha, who lived two and a half thousand years ago, our guide, our mentor, the establisher of these teachings, but on the inner level, taking refuge in, in the Buddha is choosing to be awake, to be wise, to be aware. This is one of the central teachings of the forest tradition as most of us are very familiar with. To take refuge in the Buddha, a refuge which is genuine, which is a true place of security, is to be awake, to be aware, to embody that quality of knowing, of seeing, seeing clearly. A refuge in Dhamma is the attuning of the jitta to the reality of the way things are. We can say on the external level, taking refuge in Dhamma can be trusting the, the Buddha's teachings, using that as our, our reference point, as our reliable guide. But on an internal level, on the most essential level, to take refuge in Dhamma is to choose to be realistic, to embody the quality of nature, 
to accord with the way things are rather than the way we think things should be or could be or used to be or might be. But that attunement of the heart to the way it is. And when there is that clear seeing, when the awake, aware quality uh, is attuned to the way things are, when the Buddha sees the Dhamma, when that awake, aware mind attunes to the reality of how it is, then what arises from that is a skillful action. The refuge in the Sangha, in the words of the chanting, is, speaks of the uh, Example or the inspiration coming from the four pairs, the eight kinds of noble beings. But it's also taking refuge in right practice. Those who practice directly, Ujjupatipano, Nyaya Patipano, the, uh, the way we practice ourselves. That is the refuge of practicing in a direct way in accordance with wholesomeness, in an insightful, wise and honest, harmless way. So taking refuge in Sangha, you can see that as what arises in terms of action. When the awake mind sees the way things are, then it, it recognizes what is wholesome, what is unwholesome, what is beneficial, what is unbeneficial. So refuge in Sangha is that guidance for skillful practice, skillful action, speech, the way of working in the world, working with this life of ours. Or to establish right view, uh, we can take these principles, say, seeing in terms of the Four Noble Truths, or taking refuge in Buddha, Dhamma, and Sangha. But it's not just a matter of reciting those words Buddhang Saranangachami, Dhammang Saranangachami, Sangkang Saranangachami. It's not just repeating a slogan, having a, an idea, even if it's a worthy and noble idea. It is just an idea, but rather the establishment of that samaditi, that balanced, uh, integrated view, that skillful attitude, it's a moment-by-moment -moment training. Like riding a bicycle, playing a musical instrument, reciting the chanting. It's not just an idea that you put in place in the beginning, but you have to follow it through. You have to pay attention as you go. You have to listen, have to attune. So similarly, with the establishment of, of right view, here at the beginning of this retreat, and we can have that as an ideal, a principle that we put in place, but just having the ideal, the principle, is not enough. It needs to be sustained and developed. 
as we all know, even though we might have the ideal of, of right view, of the skillful and the wholesome, particularly at the, the beginning of a retreat, there's a lot of the, the uh, overspill from the, all of the days, weeks, months, running up to the retreat. So that the mind easily drifts off to sleep, gets wrapped up in, in various kinds of distraction. So I feel it's, uh, it's really important to recognize that's the part of the way it is, the natural echoes, the resonances that come from all of the activity, the engagement, all the things we had to wrap up in time for the retreat to begin. It's natural for there to be those ripples, those echoes following on from that. So in these first days of a formal retreat time, with a lot of kindness and a lot of, of uh, patience, keep bringing the attention to those, say, surges of distraction. The mind carried away in, in various different forms, with different types of distraction. A lot of the distractions take shape around what are called the papancha dhammas or the gaha, these, the obsessions, based around the feelings of self, I and me and mine. So it's good to be able to notice these, to name these, to identify these kinds of distraction, to know them and to let them go. In the teachings, the Buddha spells these out as craving, conceit, and views, tanha, mana, and ditti. These are the papanchadhammas, the causes of proliferation, or, or the gaha, the obsessions. And the, the word gaha has the, the, the meaning of being abducted and carried off by a demon. So even our English expression, being carried away, it carries... Uh, the exact same meaning, carried away by our memories, our plans, our moods, our feelings. Well, the first of these is uh, these uh, kinds of obsession or focuses of proliferation. based around tanha, the feeling of ownership. And these are formed as part of the teachings in the, the Buddha's second discourse, the Anatalakana Sutta, when he says, e tang mama, e so hamasmi, e so me ataha. When the mind relates to the body and the mind, the, the five khandas, as this is mine, e tang mama. It's that feeling of ownership. Look at that, my body, my practice my living space, my time. The mind gets caught, carried away by that feeling of ownership. The I feeling around 
that sense of possession, owning, having. That can be noticed, acknowledged. So we can call that the owning self or the identification with that feeling of, of possessing, owning, having. The second one is mana, conceit. Eso hamasmi, this is what I am. I am a man, I am a woman, I'm a person. I am comfortable, I'm uncomfortable. A sense of being, that identification with a sense of being something, existing, located identity, a defined identity. The third one is eso me ata. Around this is around the quality of views. So this can be related to our narrative self, our nationality, our name, our age, how long we've been in robes, if we want to get into robes, we want to get out of robes, who our family is. But also it relates to that sense of of the um, the opinions, what we take to be true. My story, the, the, my opinions, my pla- the, the plans that we have, the layout of not just the past, of where this life has come from, the plans for the future. All of that, I feel, comes under that ditty category. The patterning of, of this life the details of it, what we take to be good and true or bad and wrong, opinions and beliefs, the self-feeling forms so easily around that, my story, my parents, where I was born, what I'm going to do next year, this year. So as the mind gets carried away, takes up these different forms of selfing. Notice that. The development of the practice, the development of of right view, supported by mindfulness, notice those surges of selfing. The owning self, the being self, the narrative self. All these different kinds of character that pop into existence. Feel that. Notice that, let it go, to catch them and release them. We're not trying to suppress those patterns, not trying to destroy them or get rid of them, but to know them. It's natural that they arise when we have a lot of things that we've been doing, responsibilities that we've been looking after. It's natural for these perceptions of I and me and mine to arise. Get to know them, see them as empty. Let them go. It's just the selfing habit, just the gaha, just the mind carried away by its obsessions. 
Well, part of seeing the Dhamma, seeing the way things are, is seeing the intrinsic, uncertain, transient nature of all things. So, our story is impermanent. Those feelings of owning are impermanent. A sense of being and identity is impermanent and not self. Those feelings of I, me, mine, are not self, which is ironic. Those feelings of self are not self. They're empty, void, sunya. In that moment of letting go, seeing the empty nature of those self-creations, those selfings, notice the quality in that, in that very moment, as the, the grip loosens, when there's a, a letting go, a non-identification, a non-grasping. There's peacefulness, spaciousness. Nothing missing, nothing extra. The heart is awake to its own nature. Dhamma knowing itself, that's all. Peaceful, clear, spacious, utterly simple. Notice that. No matter how brief those moments might be, notice it, acknowledge that. Let that be the baseline for experience. So that patiently, with a kindly attitude, over and over again, there's a letting go of those distractive, deluding perceptions, and then the actuality of non-grasping, the peace of non-grasping, is recognized. Let that be strengthened. Let that be developed. Let that have its effect. This is the way that the, the skillful view, the right view, right attitude is established. And the heart is freed from the, the stresses, the confines, the limiting nature of avicca, of not seeing clearly, of michaditi, wrong view distorted views. Let those moments of clear seeing, of right view, be known, be established. Let them have their effect. Then wrong view, unskillful attitudes, they fall away on their own. <laughs>